Hi, I'm Beth Golick, and I want to welcome you to the 75th episode of Key Ministry, the podcast. 75 episodes is a bit of a milestone, so I think that deserves a little celebration. It's a privilege to create these podcast episodes each week, along with my fellow co-hosts, Sandra Peoples, Catherine Boyle, Garrett Wall, and Lamar Hardwick. If you haven't already, please subscribe through your favorite podcast app, because we don't want you to miss an episode. Quick note up front, I'm going to use terms like inclusion ministry, disability ministry, and special needs ministry in today's podcast episode. If you want to hear more about the language of disability ministry and why I chose the words I do, check out the link for episode 24 in the show notes, which you can find at keyministry.org podcast. At Key Ministry, we often get contacted by folks and communities across the U.S. who want help with creating some type of disability ministry at their churches. I want to share a few of those requests with you. From Georgia, we are quite new to this area of ministry, but are prayerfully moving forward to reach out to the special needs community. From Washington State, we are looking into starting a Bible study slash community on a monthly basis for individuals with disabilities 14 and older. From Delaware, we want to recruit more volunteers who have a love and passion for families with kids with any type of special needs, and we want to know how to best train our current volunteers who are willing to learn. From Tennessee, I'm looking for resources and strategies for sharing the gospel with individuals with autism. From California, we could use help getting started, from room needs to training. From North Carolina, we have a church that has the heart for special needs. It's the reason we fell in love with our church, and I'd love to see it nurtured so we could reach more families with children with special needs in our community. From New Jersey. We're looking to start a new special needs ministry and buddy system for children that already attend our church and those who may be looking for a place to attend where their children's needs are valued. From Oregon, I'm seeking help to grow a ministry for people with disabilities. And from Ohio, we want to be better at serving kids and adults with disabilities and mental health issues as well as their parents and caregivers. That's not an exhaustive list, but it gives you an idea of some of the types of requests Key Ministry receives from around the country. No two churches are alike, so no two ministries will be exactly alike. Each church has its own unique culture, and the needs of the community vary in each and every geographic area. However, generally speaking, there are three approaches when it comes to launching an inclusion ministry the program approach, the outreach approach, and the one kid approach. Let's first take a look at the program approach. This approach begins with an individual or small group who feels led to start a program. After approval of the idea by the senior pastor, children's pastor, or elder board, a committee forms to strategize next steps. We'll talk about some of those next steps in just a bit. Next we have the outreach approach. This approach is typically event-focused, such as a respite night, 
game night, or special needs prom. The key to this approach is being intentional with the follow-up so that guests and their families become connected with the church. Side note about an organization that Key Ministry is part of that is helping equip churches to take the next step after a big outreach event. Night to Shine is a huge ministry of the Tim Tebow Foundation. It's a worldwide event that happens at hundreds of churches around the world, all on the same night, providing a prom experience for teens and adults with disabilities. The Tim Tebow Foundation recognized the need for Night to Shine guests to be connected with local churches more than just one night a year, and so the Shine On initiative was born. Key Ministry is one of about a dozen Shine On contributors that are helping equip local churches to be places of belonging for individuals with disabilities every week, not just one night a year. Check out keyministry.org podcast for a link to Night to Shine and Shine On. The third model is the one kid approach. In this scenario, someone at the church, perhaps a Sunday school leader, is aware of at least one child or family who needs extra support due to a disability. The ministry starts with one kid, the child who is already at your church but who may be struggling in the current environment, and grows as staff and volunteers learn the best ways to provide support. When a church is willing and able to support children with a variety of needs, word gets out to the community and the ministry grows. No matter the approach, there are a few models that will determine the next steps. Whether we're talking about the children's ministry setting, youth ministry, or ministry specifically designed to include adults with disabilities, there are three basic models for designing the environment and developing strategies. The three models are the inclusive setting, the specialized setting, and the hybrid setting. The inclusive setting is when supports are put into place within the existing programs of the church to allow every participant to be fully involved in the body of Christ. For example, adhering to best practices for sensory-friendly worship can create an environment that includes people with sensory processing differences and other mental, physical, and hidden disabilities. It might look like Kidman leaders who are equipped to provide their students with support such as visual schedules and noise-canceling headphones and who understand how to teach with learning differences in mind. It's the whole concept of universal design. Check the show notes for links on the practices I just mentioned. We always want to strive for the least restrictive and most inclusive environment when it comes to, let's say, the children's ministry setting. But there is certainly the case where a more specialized approach will benefit some individuals who, even with supports, might find the inclusive environment too challenging. In the specialized setting, pretty much everything can be tailored to meet each student's needs. This might mean a separate environment, often referred to as a self-contained classroom or a sensory classroom. It might mean using a curriculum that is designed for kids with intellectual or developmental disabilities. A third model is the hybrid setting. With this model, you're going to see a little of both the inclusive setting and the specialized setting. Perhaps you have an inclusive Sunday school setting in your children's ministry, but with a sensory room option for kids who need a break. No matter which approach your church takes, or which model best fits your current or future church population and culture, 
the key ministry team wants to help you with resources and encouragement. Plan to attend our national conference, Disability in the Church 2024, that will take place in Orlando in May. You can sign up for weekly updates at keyministry.org slash DATC 2024. Need a one-on-one -on -one consultation? Request an appointment on the Key Ministry website. We'd be happy to assist. Thanks for joining me for episode 75 of Key Ministry, the podcast. Thank you.